Just as a disclaimer, we want you to know that some of the movies that we will be reviewing were shot in a different time and era where people of race and sex were not treated equally. We understand this and hope you do too. The movies or anything that happened on the sets are not the views of this podcast or what this show is intended to be all about. Exactly. And we want to give due diligence in presenting the movie and not the views of the cast or directors or anyone involved. But we also feel it's necessary to let the audience know some of the background information to get a feel for what was happening at the time of shooting the film. Again, we hope you understand that we do not agree with everything that went on and we just want to give out the information. And with that being said, hope you enjoy the show. Welcome to the first episode of Real Talk. This is where we just get to relax, cut loose, talk about anything we want to talk about. New movies, old movies, TV shows, actors, actresses, things we love, things we hate. I'll still keep uh, it clean. Making fun of Terrence. This is, you know, this is the best part. <laughs> so, welcome to the first episode of Real Talk. So, let's go ahead and start off with... Uh, oh, wait. We're joined by our special guest. Well, no, I don't again. care about you guys. We just told him in the last episode. No. Okay. We are joined by my uh, co-host, once again, is Terrence, the resident millennial. Yep. And we have a special um, guest millennial in studio. We have... Uh, Kyle Zayner. Zayner. In the house. We go watch the episode of the Day of the Ocean Still. It's really good. I was on it, so go I think watch it's the best it. How are they going to watch it? Watch it with your ears. You know <laughs> what I mean. It's like, when you're dri- it's like when you're driving, you're like, hush, I have to concentrate on the road. <laughs> In I a need to world see. of imagination, quiet, everybody. you can see it. All right, Willie Wonka. Wonka. Willie Wonka voice is that powerful. <laughs> so um, before we get too far into this, um, I, there's a couple of deaths in uh, TV shows slash movies we would like to send our condolences. First is... Uh, Cameron Boyce, um, age 20, uh, he passed away uh, sadly in his sleep due to a seizure. Um, he was famous for the Disney's Descendants, um, if you've seen that. He also played in a couple other uh, TV shows and movies, and as well as Rip Thorne, um, died at 88 years old. Uh, he played in Men in Black, he was on the Larry Sanders Show, he played Max, with two X's, in The Beastmaster. And in Freddy Got Fingered, he was the father. Just in some several other He's shows. He's also in Dodgeball. Yeah, Dodgeball. Yeah. Just so, a great character actor. Sad to see him go. Right, um, yeah. You know, like even at eighty eight, having a long proof of life, it's just it's it's hard to see anyone do like that. Right. Mm-hmm. And and you see the two opposite spectrums. And one was twenty that died in his sleep, promising career ahead of him. And then you have a guy that's eighty eight that's probably done everything he wanted to do in life. Yeah. So you see both. Uh, so we want to send our condolences out to them and their family and friends. So. Um, thought we'd talk about some hot new movie slash TV shows. If you haven't seen it, Stranger Things 3 uh, dropped on July 4th. Um, I know I stayed up to 1201 with my son eagerly awaiting, and sadly it didn't come out till 301 because that was Los Angeles time, I guess. <laughs> so uh, we're not going to give away any spoilers on anything we discuss because Terrence still hasn't seen uh, watched any of It's still fairly new, so I'm still in that window of Yeah, like... but you're past 24 hours, buddy. You're fair game. Right? <laughs> yeah. If you did binge watch it, we're sorry. All those reviews came out the day but, after. But <laughs> um, if you've seen the other two, this season is fantastic. Uh, Kyle, would you agree? I would absolutely think. Yeah, it, it carries on the legacy of, of season one and season two too of just like you know similar plot beats of like having teams of people together bringing them all together at the end and just having a great journey of fighting monsters and being psychic and being doing cool things yeah and there 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 is an end scene so make sure after you uh watch the last episode stay tuned after the credits i think it's after the credits there's a there's a short end scene yes a post-credit scene it is uh it's caused a lot of stir between me and uh, uh kz over here uh, we're trying to figure out certain aspects. Once you see, you'll know what we're talking about. So, so what I can add to this, it's the only thing I can add to this conversation, really. But uh, let's go watch the <laughs> uh, No, but um, uh, I did read that they're doing one more season, and that'll be the last season. Well, I heard up to five. That, but, uh, yeah, I heard I, I, the, the plan I, was at least four, possibly five. They, they released an article very recently 
Um, so I was doing the whole millennial thing while we were in breakfast. I was looking at uh, looking at a Twitter yeah, headline and then yeah, never exactly, anything uh, more. Was, yeah. exactly. So uh, I did read that uh, they they feel that season four is a good time to to stop. And but I got one word for you: hmm. money. If it's still raking in the money and they're still producing good product, they might just keep going. Didn't stop Game of Thrones though. <laughs> well, let's not talk about that tragedy. That's a tragedy of cinema right there. Yeah, absolutely. But, um, in every sense of the word. Um, if they do end it, I hope they do another thing with the '90s. You know what I mean? Oh, like start like a whole new, so this is like a whole another, another generation story. of nostalgia uh, yeah. plays and lost kind of which could have tie-ins to this one. That's true. You yeah. know what I mean? Actually, you know that would be a pretty Some good. Idea. Shared yeah. universe storytelling. Well, of like, maybe you know, like uh, Dustin or somebody. I'd be open to that. Grown up. Yeah. You know, so he lived through the '80s and now he's in the '90s. He's got kids of his own, and yeah. oh, it's all happening again. You know what I mean, or whatever. Yeah. So it would be really interesting. Um, or even having governments at play and all kind of things. Like, there's so many aspects <laughs> of it that translate to the '90s as well. That right. you can do. Exactly. Expect, you know? and you can pull so many. But it's such a that. good TV show. If you haven't seen any of it, it's. It's got some language in it, but it's fantastic. I can speak to season one and two at least. Yeah, great show. And I can't wait to binge watch. Very, very original. Yeah. It's hard in today's age to find something that's original. They like to keep doing remakes of stuff as we've discussed several yeah. times and it's also cool and like in, a, like in an internet world now everything is old is still new again because now we have this Stranger Things which is a nostalgia play of the 1980s right. and then everything from the 1980s though is a nostalgia play from the 1960s so it just keeps hankering back and forth right but I mean if you're on so. Netflix and you gotta choose between Stranger Things or Fuller House you know uh, what I mean or yeah. something that's remade or rehashed you know ne- what I mean yeah. now, now to given Net- Netflix is, is taking a different direction into like they are opening up a lot of new content uh, and I do like that I mean they're they're just coming out with all kinds of new stuff and then every now and then they'll be like oh hey we're what was the most recent thing like we're gonna get all the episodes of Seinfeld like something like that right but, uh, but, but I just hope that they don't um, over expend themselves where the shows that they are gonna be produced because they're putting out a lot they are where they well it's already that way they, so like they start there's some hits lagging, but then there are some misses I mean? if, if that makes sense so um, another uh trying to think of like other just Netflix originals um, the um, um, oh what's the name of it there's one called The Dark um, there's a couple other ones yeah. I, I always get them mixed up with things that are just pulled from others I like watching that, the that uh, the great British baking show oh yeah <laughs> that it's 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 I like the British baking show because American bake any American cooking show is just like oh in your face and the, and the British baking show is just like so calming and it's just really relaxing <laughs> to watch. Everyone's so nice to each other. Yeah. It's competition and it's like, what? You guys have not seen America at all. We're, and then, and then you go watch something like Chopped and it's just like, oh, go, oh, go. Oh, Chef Ramsay. <laughs> yeah. Always yelling obscenities at everybody you can see. Right. And, so, uh, how did we get derailed to the baking show in Britain? <laughs> well, it's interesting. Like, so now that everybody's I mean, turned us off for this episode. <laughs> yeah. We're all on the Netflix topic. Um, I, yeah. want, I want to hold on to it just for a second. I think it's really cool that Netflix, because they want to become this all-encompassing entertainment service which can be bad and good in some places but it's interesting that they want to fill every genre in at least some form you know like they still want to make everything profitable but also like they do want to have a baking show they want to have a sci-fi show they want yeah. to have a Stranger Things and well, the anime drama. they had anime, to move yeah. on from that one streaming service with a bunch of movies I've never heard of but I watched a couple some of them are bad and oh wow I yeah. can't believe I never watched this movie before because yeah, that used to be what Netflix was before yeah, Netflix they had all used their, to be like some guy like at 4am like oh gosh I need I need more movies and he just goes to a random gas station and picks up five movies <laughs> exactly and like they're all terrible thanks to Netflix but now it's a full-fledged service that is worth paying and, for and they're, they're from producing my really good content Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, and especially, let's just hope Disney doesn't say, hey, we'd like to buy you. <laughs> because That's Disney true. is overtaking the world. Exactly. Which will Once bring us up to our next topic. Um, there's been a lot of, I don't want to say controversy. I guess we'll use the word controversy about the Little Mermaid being cast as a uh, young black lady. Uh, Hallie, Haley. I forget her last name. Uh, it's, it's not Halle Berry, but it no, is close it's, to it. No, no, it's, 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 it's like yeah. close it's, to it's, it. It's when I Hayley first read it, I, I thought was, it was Halle Berry. I was like, yeah. how yeah. is she going to play the Little Which Mermaid? Which also, like, I'm totally yeah. into it, but <laughs> Hayley, Hayley Bailey. Hayley Bailey, Bailey, yeah. No, when I first Bailey. read it, I was reading off reading it off to my wife, and then I, I read it correctly in my head, but then when I said it, I was like, oh, yeah, Holly Berry's going to be Ariel. And she's like, wait, what? Yeah, and I'm like, no, like, wait, nope, sorry, no. It's like you said her. It's like you said the other name with a lisp. <laughs> so the controversy surrounding this is the Little Mermaid cartoon, Ariel was white, and they've cast this young black lady as to, to play um, Ariel. Uh, the Little Mermaid is one of my all-time favorite Disney cartoons. Um, I just think it's sad 
that uh, number one, I'm gonna I'm gonna go a couple different directions. I'll let you guys. Number one, I think it's sad that we live in a world that people have a problem when they change something subtle like this because we're all yeah. humans. Okay, that's that's my first take on it. I agree with that. Okay. My second take is I don't understand why they have feel like they need to change the Little Mermaid a different race. Uh, just to appease to everyone because I believe with my third statement I believe that they could have came out with something new and unique uh, a Disney princess title besides the princess and the frog of a different cultured lady that would have gave her her own identity instead of piggybacking off of something that was already done does that make sense? absolutely absolutely. that's actually one of my points is uh on one side, it's like, okay, that's cool. Um, but on the other side, it feels like it's pandering to the minority community. So, right. you know, being half like myself, it's like, like you were saying, you hit it, you hit the nail on the head. Like, I would like to see original content. I want to see a brand new character uh, that represents, you know, any tor- sort of like a, a minority, right? Um, instead of like, oh, hey, let's take a major character and and just change, you know, their race. And that just seems pandering. Uh, so, but to, to me, but to me also, I think, I think sometimes Disney does this to incite reaction like this to get people talking about it. And that would make sense. I mean, that, and, right. And, I mean, it's publicity one way or the other. But at the same time, when you look good at publicity, bad publicity, everybody's he, he, still talking the about the one thing movie. I would disagree is, uh, Disney is, they protect their IPs. So, Hardcore that uh, they had to have had a different mindset when they did that. I mean, they had they had to go. Um, okay, we're going to try to basically be pandering. I don't I don't think they would do it to try to spur controversy because that's the thing that they always try to avoid. Or you know, you look at any other sort of uh, avenue that tries to. Um, you know, borrow uh, any sort of Disney likeness. Um, they're like, well, if it's anything negative, no, because they're super protective of their IP, uh, and that's why you don't see Mickey in anything except Disney. And uh, even with, um, and I'm, I'm going to uh, jump into another avenue where they borrowed from Disney, uh, but that they went through, they fought tooth and nail for it, and that was, you know, Kingdom Hearts. So they borrow likenesses of Disney, and that was like years between Square Enix and Disney. Uh, talking about the story and everything because Disney wanted to make sure whatever happens in that game that Disney looks good still and, you know, uh, basically protecting their IP. So on my side is I, I, I disagree with both you guys and uh, this is going to put myself on blast and possibly you guys a little bit too on more. But the way I do it is I can cut that out. <laughs> this, is, this is us receiving a taste of our own medicine too because we look at also when Hollywood reached films such as um, Dragon Ball Evolution, Ghost Ugh. in the Shell, The Last Airbender, and uh, The Great Wall. They casted all these characters which should have probably led by Asian actors and they've cast them with white actors instead. Okay, and here's the thing. Cases, I've had a problem with all of those movies. I agree with that. I have followed all those movies. <laughs> and I didn't but at the same time, though, so a, a much, the, this is the same time, the people that didn't complain, this is finally them getting that taste of that medicine and understanding the concept of like, hey, this is... But I think if you peered into those communities when those movies came out, th- that was a conversation with us. So, uh, you know, I'm, as we've briefly went over before, I am deep-seated in like, you know, the anime community and like, you know, cartoons and stuff, right? So when Ghost in a Shell uh, showed that they were casting... Scarlett Johansson as Major Kusanagi. Uh, that was the biggest thing. Like, why would they cast Scarlett Johansson? Like, they should cast an Asian a- actor, a Japanese actor, to play Major Kusanagi. Yes, uh, because that's very much what she is in um, in the in the anime and in you know the old anime movies. Um, and that whole movie, I, I can honestly like rip apart into that movie all day. But there's, 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 there's many more problems with that film besides but, the casting. But back, so. back to yeah. the topic at hand, um, there was a huge spur of people. A lot of people were mad about that. A lot of people were because every other character they nailed the casting except her. She just felt like the the odd person out. Like why, why? And it because felt like they only put her in because it's like okay. The, we're trying to capture people who are going to watch it just because Scarlett Johansson's in it. Like, if we put, put a bunch of people that nobody knows about, no one's going to watch this movie. Um, and then as far as Dragon Ball Evolution, that whole thing was a dumpster fire, and that's all I'm going to say about that. <laughs> that that's, true, that's true. But also, like, same time, I feel like the tables have flipped on, like, whoever communities that were defending the casting of Scarlett Johansson when that movie came out are now the communities complaining about Ariel being cast as a young black man. And I see that. Yeah, it's and definitely... Yeah. So it, I think... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's kind of a case of just like we're picking, choosing battles that like might reveal our own personal biases that are 
perhaps negative or maybe self-reflection because and they, these are fictional stories that can be taken from any race. Like It's not like, why isn't the fictional mermaid girl white? It's like, because it's the fictional mermaid girl. They can be any race <laughs> right. in the world. Well, well, here's something else that Aren't people... Aren't they blue? <laughs> here's something else that people don't understand either is when Disney had the cartoons. Look at Ariel, Sebastian... Uh, we go to Lion King with Mufasa. Yeah. Some of those actors' voices were by different nationalities, too. They weren't all white people doing the voices. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? So talent is talent, whether it's just your voice or whether it's you can sing, whether it's you can think, uh, or you can dance, whatever, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I do um, agree with that. Yeah. It's a very complicated issue. I mean, history has, of course, I mean, like, as the I history mean, of this can, show goes, there's You so guys haven't seen voices. it, but we can even talk about the new Aladdin uh, with Will Smith playing the genie. Hmm. Um for me, I'm going on record here. All right, so this, <laughs> go for um, it. Double I, down. I watched the movie. Um, my wife likes the movie. My daughter loves the movie. Um, but you know, they have the Egyptian actor for Aladdin or whatever. Fantastic job. Um, Will Smith as the genie. Um, I didn't have a problem with them casting him, um, per se. I, I was kind of intrigued at how he would handle it. He did. Yeah. He did better than I thought he would. But to me. It's just not the same. I mean, he's trying to fill the shoes of Robin Williams, first of all. Yeah. And that, nobody can fill those shoes. Well, see, that, that was the big thing when, uh, when before they even showed in the casting, like, hey, we're going to make a live-action Aladdin. And then, obviously, the big uh, hoorah was, like, okay, we're actually going to cast uh, Aladdin and Jasmine uh, as their appropriate race. And I was like, okay, cool, yeah, good on you guys. Um, but then as soon as they were like, oh, hey, uh, obviously the whole question was, who's going to be the genie? And then they're like, okay, Will Smith's going to be the genie. Um, a, people even making any kind of comparison to Robin Williams, I don't think it's fair, no matter who would be cast into that role, because uh, obviously he's left us. So it's like, he he is not here to fill those shoes, but someone has to. So it's it would be unfair to uh, make that like oh he's not Robin Williams of course he's not Robin Williams but you know you have to fill that role that Genie's an integral part of it you can't just cut Genie out of the movie um, and then second is uh, I don't think uh, a lot of, I feel like some reviews uh, may have been uh, biased towards that fact and not looking at it in a lens of okay Genie's casted by a different comedian who has his own comedic style. Like, no one's going to come in and nail Robin Williams' style because Robin Williams had a very unique style to comedy. So, and that's with any comedian in any comedic role. They always bring their own flavor of comedy into, you know, whatever role they're playing. So, also to the point, uh, like, he began that trope for Disney films and animated films of having, like, one central comedian actor to um, take place of that huge role of just, like, having their own um, unique talent brought into that role. Yeah, exactly. And so, yeah. Yeah, it's hard. It's impossible to replicate that. So your only choice is to either take it and make it your own. And uh, the Will, case of Will Smith, I feel like they tried to um, like cross that line back and forth, where yeah. either Will Smith was doing his own thing or he was uh, trying to replicate Robin Williams. And then and if, he should have done one of the and other. If, and if it's well, I, I feel, and I wouldn't even put it into the uh, fault of Will Smith. Now, given I haven't seen the movie, but I mean, if there is moments where he does try to capture it, I feel like that would be a written thing. Where uh, and you, you're just as an actor, you're. Uh, you, you have to obey the script. You know, it's a rock point. and a hard place. You know, um, in this case, like I know in the, in the film, he had to do he had to do the Robin Williams songs. He had to do those some of those songs. See, and the, 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 that's why I'm saying when I had a um, where I kind of didn't like it is where Will Smith sings uh, because okay. Will Smith to me is a rapper, and that's all I've you know that's what he's known for that's in true, my yeah. eyes because yeah. that's what I grew up with. Yeah. So to hear him sing, I was like. Something just didn't seem right about it. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't feel like Will Smith. It feels like Will Smith trying to be Robin Williams. Yeah, right. It yeah. feels forced. And it corrupts I mean? the whole yeah. scene. Yeah. Um, but he did it. He did better than I thought he would. Um, his his uh, his genie style was pretty good. Um, if I had to cast somebody, the only other person I think that could probably pull it off better would probably be a, a young Jim Carrey. Because I think the Jim Carrey is just crazy enough, like when he did his Ace Venture and stuff, that yeah. he would be over the top. You know what I mean? But I the, don't know how he would be singing. So yeah, that's <laughs> that's now here, here's yeah. one thing that, um, and this is anytime lately, every time Will Smith gets cast, there's always kind of an uproar, and I'm like, okay, can we all remember that Will Smith is a great actor? Oh, fantastic! <laughs> yeah. And so sometimes I think Will Smith gets that too. Sometimes though, yeah. <laughs> right. So I, you know, if I had to give a I don't know, percentage of how of one to ten of how I like this movie. 
I'd give it probably a seven eight. It's it's, it's it holds pretty true to the, uh, to the source cartoon. material. Yeah. Right. yeah. So um, while we're on the topic, if you guys here's something else I understand. Like we you know where we say we they take somebody and just change the race um, to appease to other crowds. I'm gonna bring up. I know a lot of you might not remember this, but I do the original Daredevil movie where it was based on a comic book. And Kingpin, they cast uh, Michael Clark Duncan, who did a fantastic he job did. in the no, movie. That was fantastic. probably yeah. one of the better highlights of the movie. Is right. Just his as much portrayal like, of Kingpin. No one complained about. Uh, but, but but for me as right. a comic book fan, yeah, I wanted somebody like Butterbean. You know, the just yeah. just a big slob, or the most recent you know? casting of uh, uh, Kingpin for the right. Marvel show because yeah, it's yeah. it's more true to the comics. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, well, but nobody like, but nobody com- complained when they changed Aquaman. Aquaman's race to you know Jason oh, Momoa. Yeah. You know, well, why? Because Samuel Jackson and Nick Fury too. Oh, yeah, like, okay. Here's the thing with that one though. So, uh, and I, I think when you're getting into comics and and you know kind of playing with changing characters and stuff, it's easier to change like tertiary characters than it would be like primary and secondary. So like you you have primary characters like. Uh, for example, uh, like Aquaman, for example. Although, even though that was pretty well received, because yeah. everybody was like, "Okay, uh, Aquaman being sort of like a Pacific Islander kind of feel," that makes sense. It does, right? <laughs> um, but then you get like, ter- like in the comics, Nick Fury is very much a tertiary character, so it's not a huge deal to like change him, and no one's really going to bat an eye. But you change somebody like, like let's say they change Captain America. Uh, as like the core Captain America, yeah. uh, 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 as in like Steve Rogers, oh. you know, and not. Um, I get when they hand the mantle over. I do like when they do that, and it's explained. So, like in the comics, he's handed the mantle over to Falcon. He's handed it over to Winter Soldier, um, and I believe there's like maybe one other person that he's handed the mantle of Captain America to. But they didn't. They've never just changed him with no explanation, right? Um, one thing too about like not. It's not necessarily the. Um, I think people's apprehension with the the casting of Ariel isn't just the apprehension of, of her race specifically, but also the fact that people don't aren't that familiar with um, Haley Bailey, uh, like ha- Holly Bailey. So, yeah, like I said, I'm so, my my apologies, but it's also the fact that like in the case of Nick Fury, when you say like, well, we're going to cast Samuel Jackson, go like, well, like, Samuel oh, Jackson okay. is yeah. amazing, so we don't <laughs> right. mind. You know, it was even a case of Ghost in the Shell. It was like, well, Scarlett Johansson is also an amazing actor, so we're not that mad. But see, even like Ghost in the Shell, why do they have to... I think the reason they do that is to bring in more money because that's they know... It's star power, absolutely. 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 Yeah, that's absolutely true. And so I'm kind of excited to see where this Little Mermaid thing goes. All I'm saying is I want Kathy Bates to play Ursula. I mean, can you imagine? <laughs> yeah. Big Terry Crews King, it'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. I just think that there's a, um, you know, I could see like Liam Neeson playing Triton, you know, or somebody. Actually, you know, since sure. they, uh, I, the, the most wonderful thing I've seen from all this is like, okay, since we casted, um, uh, uh, I'm going to put her name just because I keep in my mind, it's like Holly Berry. No, it's not Haley. Holly Berry. It's Haley Bailey. Bailey. Haley Bailey. So um, since they have her casted, like, oh, who should be casted as King Triton? And someone was like, it should be Terry Crews. And I'm like, yes, it absolutely should be Terry Crews. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I would love to see that. Oh, yeah. Uh, so we'll, uh, we'll go ahead and move on from this. Um, we just want to throw our opinions out there. I'm a, I am excited to see. Also, um, The Lion King comes out, I think, July 19th. I'm really excited. So, that is a star-studded, stacked man. cast. Oh, wow. my God. Yes. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's all that really matters. James oh, Earl Jones, what are you talking about? Uh, then you got, you know, Childish Gambino in there. And, like, it's just, whew. Yeah, like, it's broken. <laughs> um, yeah, okay. I, I, I it's being ridiculous. <laughs> Um, right. So uh, some of the movies that are out right now, you got Toy Story Four. I haven't seen it yet. I heard great things about it. I heard, yeah, I've heard, really I've heard some things. mixed things. I actually. really want to see. Really, I, I heard really nothing but good it. things. Hmm. And I was like, that I heard makes the, sense. I heard it's a Toy ending, Story movie. I heard the ending was kind of sad, but it was I, just like, eh, you know. But what is mean? it like sad topping three sad? You know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> that's, what, that's, that's, the, that's the mixed part of hold is like they don't feel like it's still a children's movie anymore just because it, it continues to go in those continuously darker places of those characters. And since Toy Story 3 very much went dark, I'm a little apprehensive about Toy Story 4 because like that goes even darker than like, I'm just, I'm not going to be a Toy human Toy Story 3, man, it was kind of crazy. I got a little choked up and I ain't going to lie. Who didn't, you know? Anybody who, like... They were in a furnace! <laughs> <laughs> um, also, uh, Spider-Man Far From Home's out. 
Um, I'm so excited to see it. And I, yeah. Uh, I want to no. see it so bad. Did um, you all guys see that Jake Gyllenhaal immediately deleted, deleted all his social media accounts after the movie came out? <laughs> like the oh, check clear man. and he's like, I'm going back to independent movies now. Never mind. Uh, <laughs> uh, I really hope he does Mysterio justice because he's like one of my favorite Spider-Man villains of all time. I think he's one of the best ones of all time, um, certainly. Yeah. And Jake Gyllenhaal is a great actor. So yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. And the reviews of her actually say like they pay respect to Mysterio and what his character really should be. If you know, yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah that's what so if you don't know anything about it, but of course, yeah, but it's almost like which iteration of Mysterio? Uh, Mysterio, because there was five, I want to say, right? Five, five iterations of Mysterio. Um, it depends on which timeline you're talking exactly, about. Exactly, which timeline? Yeah. Like, even at one point, he was an automatron. So it's like we're uh, obviously they're probably going to go classic Mysterio and and uh, paying so homage too. to that, right? Yeah, um, very much the like sort of the trickster con artist kind of like you know very. Charismatic, yeah. uh, Loki with uh, that actual magic. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, um, the also the new Child's Play movies out. Um, I haven't seen it yet either. I've heard but, mixed uh, things about that too. But I, from I just my, think he looks. He, he doesn't look right. The thing is, though, um, the the Chucky series is still going solid from the original Child's Play movie. The Chucky series is still gone forward. Uh, the last movie came out in tw- 2018. Yeah, it was uh, yeah. the Cold of Chucky or whatever. On yeah, the Cold of Chucky came yeah. out and actually was a very, very good movie and now Child's Play is not using the original creator um, at all for the reference material at all. So like they are almost in a fight for Child's Play and what Chucky I'm, is. I'm intrigued to see how they play the... Because uh, the, 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 my buddy, instead of this, is he's like a... Uh, Skynet overlord kind of thing. Well, I, I, I started watching <laughs> the movie and it, oh, yeah, it, I did hear and he was that. like uh, he's kind of like Alexa but he's like he, yeah. he can remember you know oh have a good day and all this like it's all programmed it's kind of weird yeah but the most exciting part of this is going to be Mark Hamill playing the voice of Chucky pretty uh, much that's but uh, here's some now uh, I haven't seen the movie either but I did hear one of the big negative things from a, a different reviewer was saying like even though Mark Hamill is voicing the character it's also hard for him to insert personality into a doll that is just a machine gone haywire because it's not like the original Chucky where he was possessed by a serial killer and right. like while he was running away and he you know uh, there's a lot of dark humor yeah, you exactly, exactly. Very so, so because yeah. he has this personality inserted into this doll the personality in this doll is a serial killer and it is a dude where the new Chucky is just a bad AI so well what I what the part I did see um, spoiler alert if anybody's watching. I mean, it only works like the first five or ten minutes of it. Yeah. But at the beginning, they're in the factory, right? And this um, this guy comes up, uh, this guy, the, the, the assembly line or whatever, the dolls, and this one guy's sitting there just looking at this one Chucky doll or whatever. And this guy comes up behind him and he starts ah, yelling at him, you know, in Chinese or Japanese or whatever. Yeah. And, and the guy's like, well, I'll show you, basically. And he takes this this chip and puts it in there and he like deactivates all the safety features on it. Yeah. And the next mm. thing you see, the, the part where I stopped is the, the that guy's outside talking to a security guard or something and there's a car in the background and you see that scientist sort of jump and just land on top of that car killing himself. So he's yeah. deactivated the safety features protocols of the doll. So that's probably where he's going to, I assume that's where it's coming from. So yeah. Well, I mean, I, I, I do believe that is where it comes from, but then, you know, let's, it's back to the whole thing of like, instead of, dipping into this supernatural realm of like it's a soul inserted into a doll it's just you know it's a rogue AI with no boundaries basically yeah um, and I think that's what uh, some people had a problem with um, and I do think that sort of constrains yourself when it comes to the creativity of writing for Chucky in particular um, as the doll um, for me personally, I just I, it, this is something that like I don't expect other people to uphold either. But I can never divorce um, outside struggles or politics around um, feature links and all kinds of that. So like the case of the original creator making his Chucky movie, still I want to support the original creator and his Chucky story. I get that. What the yeah. He wants to do a child's play altogether, and like in some of the controversies, I always just want to side with the original creators or the people that want to have the I most artistic freedom in it. Yeah. So right. like it's one of those things like I kind of refuse to see child's play on that principle. But if anyone else like they still want to see the movie. It's still good. Go ahead. You know, <laughs> do your thing. Um, also at theaters, we have The Dark Phoenix, which I've heard nothing but bad things about that. I've movie. heard a lot. Uh, you know, it's funny. Uh, amidst all the bad things, I have heard a couple good things. And, I mean, ultimately, I'll end up watching it because I've watched every X-Men movie, good or bad. Um, it's like me and Transformers. But, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, Joe. Uh, um, I'll always be there, even though it's bad. <laughs> um, also, uh, John Wick 3's out. I really, really want Avengers Endgame's still out there. Men in Black International's out. Secret Life of Pets 2. I've heard some pretty good things. And really? Annabelle yeah. Comes Home. Annabelle Comes Home. If you've seen any of the other... 
They're solid. They're solid horror they're flicks. Not bad. Yeah, I, I like how they're in a way building their own sort universe. of uh, universe with all these horror movies. Um, and I think at least with horror movies, last time they and they they tried to do it again, but it, it failed. And that was with the uh, all the monsters, you know, the mummy, uh, uh, the dark universe. Yeah, the dark Tom universe. Cruise, exactly. Yeah, the so mm-hmm. uh, they tried. They had that like long time ago, right? And then they tried to do that again, and it's not working out well. I heard the mummy. You was can't terrible. mess with the original um, Universal monsters. Dude. Well, also it, exactly. So they, they tried to go so far into like the MCU template of like following, like making all these characters heroes yeah. in a way. That's just like that one. But work. actually, I didn't have a problem with the Wolfman movie. Yeah. I thought it was all right. Wolfman was good, and I, I like Dracula yeah. Untold as well. I like that. Which one? Well. Dracula Untold. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that, that but what about? Uh, the Mummy with Tom Cruise. The Mummy with Tom Cruise. That was not the as one good. that was <laughs> He's like, that is the big you know, flop. But yeah. Yeah. so you know, that was that's really the only other thing that's like attempted in a horror movie sort of uh, outlet. Um, given those are more like you know action, uh, other flares to it. But I, I really do like how they've done that. Uh, in a very well fashion because at first you didn't know they were all connected but then you start seeing all these similarities between all these different horror movies and you're like oh wait they all kind of share this connected, universe yeah, yeah and they're it's, all connected it's, 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 and then they've, they've took real stories um, and they've combined them with fiction and I, I think that's really cool yeah I think they really like it's it's brought along a new serialized you know series of horror movies that have been really great and it's really great to see like the, the, you know that genre is still going actually very strong because sometimes I see a lot of people like bemoaning the fact that like you don't see many like hacker slasher movies anymore like Jason Voorhees yeah, exactly. or Freddy Krueger and all well you things. do see uh, uh, Saw on a, yeah, on occasion, yeah, and well, yeah, Saul had that kind of like that mid tier of the two thousand. The thing that like. now every time it comes out, we all scoff and go, "Huh, another one." Yeah, <laughs> but now it's just all now it's all evil, evil puppet movies or like yeah. the demented spirit from like the nun or whatever. Um, that movie and was. It just, it's just nowadays I can I applaud anything that creates a universe without following the MCU formula because everybody feels like they should either they feel like. They either end up feeling like they need to follow the MCU sort of formula or they try too hard to not use the MCU formula that they just go into this, like, wonky uh, direction. It's this weird thing where, like, now I actively pursue films about superheroes that came out before, like, Iron Man just to see, like, okay, <laughs> right. what, were, what were superhero movies really like and how could it have gone <laughs> just because the Marvel Cinematic Universe has just changed the landscape entirely. It really to has, make everything yeah. like that. It's like what Modern Warfare did to shooters back in the 2000s. <laughs> Oops. Um, Opening in two days, there's a movie called Crawl. I don't know if you've seen the trailer for that. It's about uh, alligator. The like, uh, there's a flood and there's oh, yeah. alligators on the loose. Uh, yeah. Sharknadoes, but, but uh, uh, in eight yeah, days right. you have the Lion King opening night fan event. Oh yeah, where they, where they show the old uh, movie. Twenty three days you have another Fast and the Furious opening on August second. Fast and the Furious uh, Hobbs, Hobbs and, and Shaw. Hobbs and Shaw. Looks good. Looks dumb, but good. <laughs> and Kyle, just for you, August 9th, open in thirty days. Dora and the Lost City of Gold. <laughs> the Michael Bay movie I've been waiting for. Really, it's um, not, that could be also fine. in 50, fifty-eight days, September sixth. Uh, you have it, chapter two. It chapter two oh, is okay. very exciting. The I cast cannot wait great. for that. Yeah, yeah. And in seventy-two days, on September twentieth, uh, two thousand nineteen, Downton Abbey the movie. So if huh. you've ever seen Downton Abbey, the TV show, PBS TV show yeah. uh, about the maids, and hopefully they good. Heard about so, it. Yeah. Uh, well, Terrence, got anything else at the moment? Ooh, off the top of my head. Uh, if I say that to Kyle, he's just going to ramble on for about four hours. <laughs> Let me tell you about why Ariel's fine. <laughs> I mean, like, uh, I, I have so much to say about previous topics that we were on. Like, we can dig like, deep I, I feel, anything. I feel like, like, I feel like we kind of skipped over, like, like, we talked about it, but there's also things I could have said about Daredevil. Um, well, go for it. Go so, for, yeah, okay, I'll, yeah, I'll take yeah, it. Yeah, so... so now, now I'm talking about the Daredevil series, right? Oh, on Netflix. On Netflix, yeah. So, like, you know, back on Netflix and uh, their whole Marvel we've series. Come full circle. Right? Right we've, we've, yeah. we've come all all the way around. All right. So, um, first of all, the and I, uh, the name off the top of my head, I don't know, um, but I, I mean, he's a great actor. The guy who played Kingpin, uh, amazing actor, and like like we were talking about uh, um, off mic was uh, he steals the show every time he's in a scene. He really does. Um, and the first two seasons, interestingly enough, I had uh, I liked all the supporting actors, but I didn't like uh, Matt Murdock himself. Like I'm just not that huge of a fan of Daredevil in general. Uh, and I was also um, Vincent D'Onofrio. Yeah, D'Onofrio. That that's the guy who uh, played, played Kingpin, Kingpin, and he yeah. he nailed it. He yeah. nailed it. Like the way they wrote 
the kingpin the, the the way they oh it's just it's really true to the comic i think that's the truest kingpin is uh, it, it's so great it's so good um but back to like the show itself uh i mean i don't i, I will say that marvel has done uh, uh i'd say varying from a great to a decent job with these all the marvel series um but yeah, when it comes to Daredevil, I, I feel like the supporting cast uh, was a lot better than the the main role. Not now the actor, great actor, he played Matt Murdock very well. But when it comes to just how the characters were written, until season three, season three, everybody was on their game, on their top game. Of it, like, going he, good. I even yeah. like I I was with Matt Murdock, but it's in season three. I was like, oh yeah, this is now, great. Is, is the reason they canceled that because it's going to go to the Disney stream? That's what I'm hearing. That's like I, I, heard I hear they're going to so, pick up with the Disney stream. There is a legal pr- problem with that. Apparently, they did sign contractual agreements where like they would have to pay like fifty million dollars, like lots of millions of dollars, to get those rights to do those shows back to Disney Plus immediately, or they have to wait like ten years before they can bring it back. So that show is not going to move on to Disney Plus until they figure that out. But they did know they wanted to stop the current Netflix Marvel shows so they can move on to that. And also, um, I believe it's NBC's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. or ABC? Yeah, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., yeah. Yeah, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. also getting canceled for the same reason. Like, they want to focus all their Marvel and Star Wars stuff on the Disney Plus platform going forward. Then they had Inhumans, too. Uh, Yeah, Inhumans. Well, that that fell through. So many different things. (laughs) Um, I mean, I wonder what that's going to do for the sort of uh, Marvel but not directly under the band. So you're, you're looking at stuff like like Legion, Runaways, Cloak and Dagger. Oh, yep. Runaways was so good. I yeah. have to watch the new season. Um, but I'm, ex- I'm I've I've enjoyed them all. Legion is my favorite though. Legion is just so insane. What about Teen Titans? Um so okay, so I watched first I watched uh Doom Patrol. I loved Doom Patrol. For no good things about Doom Patrol. Good stuff, yeah. Warning to anybody who would think of watching it. Uh, <laughs> very big warning. Very, very big warning. I mean, as you know, this is a family friendly show. Uh Doom Patrol it's not. is vulgar. <laughs> and it's it's that hard R rating for Unrestrained sure. Unrestrained adult audience approved. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Now that being said, I had to get that stipulation out, you know, if anybody wanted to um, and that's really kind of for um, the Marvel series. Also, you know, there's there's a lot of uh, uh, hard violence um, and you know profanity usage. But blah, that's blah, DC. Blah, yeah. That's not Marvel. But also, uh, no, for well, yeah, no. I'm just I'm stuff, just yeah. saying, like, a lot, just kind of minor disclaimer, I guess, just to cover our basis, right? Um, so anyway, back to uh, Doom Patrol. Doom Patrol. I loved it. I loved every minute of it. And then I. I didn't watch Titans first. I watched Doom Patrol first. Then I went back and watched Titans. Now I am enjoying Titans, and it has its own sort of pacing. Um, but I felt very weird in the part where they introduced Doom Patrol and Titans because it's a very different Doom Patrol. Um, and I I like the changes that they made when they did the show. I also like the, the – there's a whole casting change too as far as uh, who's playing the Chief. So the guy who plays the Chief in Titans – uh, is not the guy in Doom Patrol. They casted Timothy Dalton, which is oh, amazing. But um, can I just say how good Robin is in the Teen Titans? Oh yeah, yeah. Um, totally which, different. Ro- take oh, which watching. Robin are we talking about though? Because obviously there's two. The um, main the. So we're talking about a, about uh, the star character. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and that, that that's uh, that's uh, um, Dick it? Grayson, right? Was Dick Grayson? Um, and then the Robin that comes in is uh, it's not Damian Wayne. It's um, the other guy. Uh, uh, no, no, I'm sorry. No, it's so not Dick Tim, Grayson. Tim Drake, Dick Tim Drake, Tim Drake so, so. is uh, the kid, right? Right. So, Tracy Morgan. <laughs> Tracy Morgan. Come on. Sorry. So Dick Grayson, he's basically in that in-between stage of getting over being Robin and preparing to be Nightwing. Right. Uh, and then we have Tim Drake who's coming in and uh, putting up the mantle uh, of Robin um, and then, obviously, to anybody who reads the comics, he then eventually becomes Red Hood. Uh, so, very different direction of what happens to that Robin. Um, but yeah, no, uh, I do like the casting in Titans. And obviously, when just like everybody else, when I saw a lot of the you know spelled costumes and uh, uh, sort of screenshots and stuff, I was just as off 
as everybody else like wait is this gonna work are they gonna ruin it but then when you watch the show everything's very quickly explained you're like that's why so-and-so looks like this that's what you know starfire was the biggest one because they're like why does starfire look like that and like turns out she was doing some whole other stuff uh (laughs) you know uh uh, you know get infiltrating russians and stuff to get a girl back and um and that's why she had that particular outfit so that totally made sense so they they quickly explained that that quickly quelled that so then and i'm glad that they did that very early on so i can continue watching the show and enjoying it and not worrying about well i remember that costume looked terrible right, right. and uh i i hereby i haven't finished it i have a couple episodes left i wasn't able to binge it in time for my free subscription and <laughs> <laughs> in, in, in my free subscription uh, uh time stint but i do want to finish and i did hear by the end of like season one they all start actually getting their costumes and like they, they say by season two everybody's going to be more or less in their character yeah, it's a really remarkable thing about that show about how like early on all the first impressions coming out were very, uh, very, at best cautiously optimistic, if not outright yeah. hateful. To like Robin being like angsty teenager, all kind of exactly stuff. right. Or, like, yeah, Starfire's costume design, all those things, and to see it all come together has been really delightful. And like, hey, people actually are enjoying this and they're getting what they want out of it. And it was a uh, very good to hear that like, hey, DC's, you know, they've they've like they've had a rough time in the movie industry and they've continued to be correcting the ship in ways that are really great on the TV their side. Anim- and their side. animation. And the animation. Absolutely. Wow. So they yeah. always nailed it with the animations. Right. I have never had a problem with DC animation. Right. I love the DC but animation. But I really yeah. like, just even from the opening um, episode of Teen Titans, yeah. it's just the Robin you're getting where he's just He's hurting people. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, he's like, he's like, he don't care what. Batman and I actually like that. He don't that. care what Batman thinks. That was, like, that was well, another, maybe Batman yeah, exactly. did it wrong. You know, and I was like, right. well, I like where this is going. And yeah. I, I do like once again. That was one thing that was called very quickly of why he said that line that I'm not going to say. Um, <laughs> so you see that in the trailer, and you're like, well, okay, now you're just trying to be too edgy. But then they build up with this whole thing of like, no one respects Robin. They're right. just like. There's Robin, but where's Batman? And then the Robin's like, "Hey, look, I'm a threat too. I'm a thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Remember me?" <laughs> and then so, the, and and that's why you see him like, and uh, especially because he's having that sort of identity issue of like he doesn't want to be Robin anymore, but at the same time, uh, he he wants to be his own thing. Right. Um, and so you know, he he comes as this just he's coming in brutal, yeah. like you were saying, just. He's hurting people. He's like uh, trying to be, dominate his way to assert independence yeah, exactly. from himself and because, his identity. You know, because he wants to be people to look past uh, his affiliation with Batman. Yeah, yeah. And ultimately, like, you know, like Batman casts a very long shadow in his life, obviously, <laughs> <laughs> and it's very hard to get out from under that. And that's when he will always have to chase. Right. <laughs> and I love the fact that they explore that in his character. Oh yeah. yeah. So we're going to end this with a question. Oh. Ah. And this is going to be hard. Most of them are. I'm, I feel <laughs> fine. Parents. No anime, too. this question. I never do. I know, I know but my I was gonna, I know I was our audience. Gonna, I, I know our audience. But I was going to be a little specific. I was going to let you get away with it on this, but I just decided, no, I'm not going to. I want you to give me your top three favorite TV shows of all time. Top three favorite TV, TV shows, shows of all shows. time. Okay. Right out the gate, I can say Firefly. Easy. And why did that end so abruptly? <laughs> I, it, it makes me sad, but at the same time, I've watched it so many times, and I love it so much. Uh, it's... I love it. It's great. Um, if you like sci-fi, watch Firefly. Uh, number two would be, and I'm just kind of like, when I think about these things, I want you guys to think about my mindset when I'm picking, especially when it comes to like favorite movies, uh, shows within you know a certain topic. Um, I always think about what have I watched the most? What makes me come back over and over and over? And what have I seen a million times? That's why Firefly is easy. I cannot count on my fingers the amount of times I've watched it. Uh, but you only have three fingers. No. <laughs> <laughs> Construction was rough. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's easily number one. And then number two and three in no particular order because that's a definitive hard number one. Now, two and three, these could flip-flop. I'm going to go with Doctor Who. I've watched that many, many times. And I, that is that is including the old Doctors. Now, given uh, I've only watched like the first, second, and third Doctor once. But when it comes to the fourth on, um, I really do enjoy the show. And that's because when you get to the... the particularly the first and second doctor it's that like really old school sci-fi where it's just like it's uh painful to watch sometimes yeah Yeah. um so those are my first two so uh yeah firefly uh doctor who and then third favorite show uh trying to think what uh watched over and over now because there's a lot of shows i've watched um Man, the third one's going to be a hard one, a little bit. 
I might, you know what? I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with The Office. <laughs> That's one of mine yeah, too, dude. I because mean, I'm th- I was like I gotta throw in a comedy because I I love comedy shows. It's a toss up between that and Seinfeld, but The Office man, that Michael Scott character is just yeah. What he does in a movie, you know, the Michael Scott, <laughs> it's just hilarious. Mm-hmm. All right. KZ, give KZ me your top three. House, top three shows. If of I all go time. by your shirt, I'm sure it's Buffy. <laughs> it's not going to be in there. Actually. Oh wow! Funnily enough, it's not going to be the top three. He's wearing right? a Buffy it's, the Vampire Slayer. There shirt. was certainly a time that Buffy the Vampire would have been up there on the top, probably. <laughs> um, I mean, actually, Angel is probably the better show. Um, <laughs> um, probably my favorite show. Honestly, it's it's it feels weird because it's so recent right now. The fact that it is it is the currently the good place. Um, Ted Danson, Kristen Bell, about a, <laughs> to get the initial concept of the show about a girl who is uh, very much not moral ends up in a version of what we consider heaven or the good place, as they call it, and uh, hijinks ensue and uh, detailed discussions of philosophy are <laughs> entertained. And I uh, just adore that show and it uh, makes me happy every time I watch it. And I What's really the, what show? The Good Place. The Good Place. NBC's okay, gotcha. Good Place starring Ted Danson and Kristen Bell and a bunch of other actors and it's a great show and I love it and I cannot speak higher praises of it. Unfortunately, it's going to end on season four which makes you cry but also it's planned so it's okay. And... Uh, <laughs> I really love that show. <laughs> um, second for me, because he didn't say I couldn't use anime, so like, ha-ha! I got <laughs> um, I'm going to put on a Digimon, the animated series. Um, the old one or the new one? The old one. And okay. the new one. I actually like them all. <laughs> I'm going to put it all inclusive of Digimon. I think Digimon is superior than Pokemon to me. Oh, no. <laughs> Thank you. I know. Thank you. Yeah, it's just they, they got... They got I don't, I don't, get, I don't get Terrence don't, going. Yeah. I, I'm not going to dive <laughs> no, deep. I'm not going to dive I love, deep. I love the He's movies. like, but I got comments. <laughs> Obviously, I do, but I know our target audience. So, Everyone like, has thoughts. No, they can debate it. Right now, they are lost. Like, no one listening right now knows what we're talking about. Yeah. So, uh, but I agree with you. That's what I'm going to say. I 100% <laughs> agree with you. All right, you better redeem yourself on your third choice. Third choice. Oh man, a third choice. <laughs> you know, this is you always get me this at work too, Jen. But I give you like two options, yeah. and the third one is I was like, like that's only two. I, I, I have never third. considered that third thing that I liked. <laughs> so, um, actually, I do have a choice in this case. Um, I'm gonna put on a Better Call Saul, the um, Breaking Bad spinoff starring uh, not Sulkin, <laughs> that's his name of his character. Uh, <laughs> what is the name of the car- uh, name of the actor? I forget his name. I Saul? No, it's not Saul Goodman. Uh, uh, oh, Sometimes they do that where yeah. they name the character. Yeah, the, the actor is the actor. Yeah, but I have to look at his name because I have because I, I love his name too. It's a great name. Oh, it's so good you can't even remember. Exactly. You have the Terrence. Bob Odenkirk. That's a great name. That sounds like something like that. Odenkirk sounds like the name of like a like a, a Star Wars villain. <laughs> and then Bob is just Bob. It's great. Uh, uh, love that show to death, and uh, really love Commander Odenkirk of Star Wars. Um, where it's going and how it plays with a, uh, a a little bit of a fatalistic concept in the end of just like how his life is going to end up. We know how it's going to end, so it's interesting seeing how we get there and uh, who we will become. Um, so I love that show to death. And those interesting, are my top enough, shows. I've never even seen an episode of Breaking Bad. Wow, just saying. So it's still worth watching. My it top, is, yeah. my top three. Um, number one is probably going to be Lost, um, just because. It was something that you had to watch every week, and there was so much water cooler discussion at work the next day about, mm-hmm. well, what do you think is going to happen? What do you think? You know, here's, well, well, yeah, but do you remember when this happened in this episode? So that ties to this. And you had, for every question you answered, or for every answer you gave, you had like two more questions, you know, that just spawned out an entire ridiculous amount of, of thing. And then just to get the ending we did was kind of yeah. mediocre, you know. Um, but still, obviously, the, the yeah, office. Yeah. The Office is is definitely up there, and it's leaving Netflix because it's going to go on CBS's own yeah. thing. And third, I'm probably going to say X Files. Okay, um, yeah. just because the whole mystery, you know, I like, you know, it's well, a solid show. What if what if spaceships were real? And you know, you've got you've got Mulder who is just all gung-ho into it. Yeah. But oh, Sully, yeah, yeah. You, know, you got Sully, who's the scientist that's... It's not scientifically possible, Muller, you know? <laughs> yeah, always, exactly. And then when something happens that she can't explain, she's stuck, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so. yeah. That's well, when it's like, it, it cut, cut my hand, just like, like I can't <laughs> like, I can't believe I, I, I sacrificed my son. I didn't say X-Files. I didn't say any Star Trek at all. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's evil to choose top three. So I just, right. I feel like I'm throwing oh, everything yeah. I love into yeah, the Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> now, the comment on Lost... Um, very good show and I feel so I can compare Lost how I felt with Lost is how I felt with Game of Thrones the journey was amazing and then you get to the destination you're like well 
Okay. Was, <laughs> two I years see ago, what you did there. Yeah. Like, so it's one of those things where I'm like, uh, it wasn't bad, it wasn't good, but I'm really felt. I I, I feel um, there's they left a lot left to be desired. But, but to me, say. with Lost, I think the writers got so complicated and lost themselves that they were like, we better wrap this up because we don't know where we're going. You know what I mean? Yeah. There yeah. was a lot of loose ends that were never tied up. Seasons one through three were good when they started. You know, because they would they would flash back to the past, yeah. And then when they started flash back into the fu- or flash into the future, you was like, "Whoa, what is going on?" You know, yeah. well, what do you mean they're off the island? You know, <laughs> and then the time travel and all that came in, and that's when it just started getting really, uh, yeah. you know, yeah, a bit off more than I can chew for sure. But uh, so I think uh, with that being said, we're gonna we're gonna close down this episode. We've, we've actually went down a lot longer than we thought we would. Uh, but it was great to have uh, Kyle in with us on our first episode of Real Talk. Pleasure to be here. Uh, it's always good to have Terrence awake when we do an, a podcast episode. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah for, you made it. I'm, I'm good at only 75% of them. <laughs> uh, so, uh, Solid C. <laughs> Uh, so we'll, we'll throw these out there every once in a while. Um, it's not going to be an every week thing. It might be every couple months thing, just whenever we have an extra few time to throw some stuff together or if something major happens that we don't cover on the yeah. regular podcast. Or like any, you know, huge, more uh, current, you know, movies that right. we want to talk about. Because, you know, this is very much. Anything, yeah, exactly. You know? um, and then definitely let us know what you think of this episode. Uh, if you liked it, uh, definitely leave a comment on iTunes. Uh, send us an email at uh, thetragedyofcinema at gmail.com. And what that what that'll do is that'll you know tell us what you liked about the episode, tell us what you didn't like, and then you know and tell we can us take your feelings. That. Uh, like the main topic of this was, I guess Ooh, racial let's do that. confrontation. Let's do a question that we can um, we can address later. on uh, the Facebook page would probably be the best. Yes, the face the tragedy of cinema podcast group. Um, if you would like to, I'll put a thing up about hey, this is our first episode of Real Talk. Uh, please, here's the official discussion thread. Yes, um, after you listen to it, you can comment on it. Um, so today, today's real talk question will be: What are your thoughts on the controversy of the aerial casting? Right, uh, or even we can throw in the Aladdin. Uh, okay, Genie or too. yeah, both. just, just casting in both. general when it comes to. Uh, Do you, would you rather I'm seeing continually to improve um, with casting different uh, races on previously? Established characters, right? Yeah. Or would you rather them see you do something completely new to set them apart from something that's already been done? Exactly. Yeah. So, uh, with that being said, I think this uh, real talk episode one is coming to a close. Yeah. And, and that's a wrap. That's a wrap. Yep. Wrap. Kyle, you want to do it? Noises. Up. Kyle, we're gonna let you do it. I don't know what I'm gonna do. And, and cut. cut.